And we're live. Hooray. We did it. We're here. Finally. I'm home. You're home for the it's rest of the year. It's so nice to be home. Yeah. In my Where own house. I was in Atlanta. Uh, mm -hmm. We were down there for some TRG recordings, and we got to do some cool stuff while we were there. Cool. Anything you're able to talk about, or is that stuff uh, coming out? I went to Adult Swim. Oh, okay. Very so, nice. So, uh, because of Death's Gambit, I know the community manager for Adult Swim Games, and he was like, hey, if you're ever in Atlanta, do you want to see the studio? I'm like, hey, that's convenient. I'm down there twice a year. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm ever in Atlanta. Little yeah. do you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a bunch of us went, and we got to walk around William Street Studios. It was really cool. Cool. Anything interesting, or did you sign an NDA and all that? No, sort of no, stuff? it was it was just like a walk around tour, like no, like okay, behind the scenes stuff. It's just like okay, here like you can see all the crazy like decor we have around here, which is a lot. Yeah. They've oh, got I'm sure some crazy shit on those walls. Uh, yeah. One of my one of my friends that was in our group, he he vlogged it, so you can see okay. like, footage of it, and I've also got a bunch of pictures too. They had like standees of like half their characters around there. They even had like M MC Chris as a cow as a yeah, standee okay. just kind of around the office it was great there's like a nice. room that's just covered in telephones one of the people had their office converted into like a tiki bar it was amazing is that would be a kick-ass place to work what is one of your favorite adult swim games Ooh, uh probably duck game yeah i think duck game for me too <laughs> i was gonna say robot well, unicorn attack but i'm like no it's duck game like Robot Unicorn Attack I probably spent more time playing because it's single player. Yeah. But every like I've had more quality time with Duck Game, I would say. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Battle Chef Brigade was fun too. For a while. And then it got repetitive. <laughs> and then it got anyway. hard. <laughs> it got yeah, like in a bad way though. <laughs> it got pretty bad. But uh, yeah, that's cool. So you were doing TRG stuff then? Yep. Down there and uh you're done until Magfest. I yep, I don't have to go anywhere till Magfest, but unfortunately, Magfest is again like January like third. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's it, still it's, early. it's a shitty time to leave. Yeah, January third to sixth. So we leave January second. So the day after New Year's Day, also known as a great time to travel. Oh yeah, for sure. The day I the one year I had to actually travel on New Year's Day that sucked. I'm a little surprised you were able to. Because it's uh, kind of rough. Well, I mean, we I missed my first flight. Oh, they had to they had to reschedule <laughs> me. So you're you're not wrong. Okay, that's a, that sounds about right. The weird thing yeah. was the rescheduled flight got me in an hour earlier. This was to Magfest. Like, was it just early, or did you leave early, or? Uh, to Magfest. Uh, I left. I had to take a flight out of Calgary like an hour later, but it got me to Magfest an hour early. Oh, because there was no like layover that was long or something. I guess. Or no, they, yeah, yeah, like it. The layover was a different location, but it got me there. Sure. Yeah. You seem to always have fun in Magfest, though. So at well, least Mag that's something. Magfest to look is at to. least worth the hassle. I just hate. I hate. Yeah. The, the time. Probably. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I could never travel as much as you. I hate traveling. Dude, I can't stand. And it. the only thing I'll say right now is next year's gonna be so much worse. Oh, no. That's all I can say about next year right now. Yeah. Okay. That sucks. <laughs> or is good, I guess, depending on I mean, on it's, it's good, it. but also it's like, oh, oh, what am I signing up for? 
Why can't it just be instant travel? Teleport. If you were able to teleport anywhere that you needed to be, but you would suffer the sickness of all that movement and momentum all in an instant that you travel, would you do it? You'd be incapacitated for, let's say, four hours minimum. So basically jet lag. You would still get but it jet would hit lag. You but... all, like your body would basically just be crumbling from inside for like a couple hours. Yes, for for instant transportation anywhere? God, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's totally worth it. <laughs> That's Yeah, it's not even a question. All right, well, I'm glad we're... Uh, is there anything you want to talk about besides that stuff from Atlanta? Or is it all kind of hush-hush until the videos come out? Uh, I mean, I can't talk about the games we played, obviously. Uh, we had a sure. friend, Steven. Steven plays, come down. Or Steven George, rather, I guess his actual name. Uh, come down for some LP stuff, and then we did some other stuff other than that. Okay, but uh, cool. it, it was fun. Had a good time. Did the Pokemon Go community day while I was there. Got me a shiny Metagross. Um, we went. Okay. We went. We went to round one. I got to play. I guess I'll lead that into uh, what games we played then. Yeah. What have you been playing? Because I did this it. is the top-down perspective yeah! for November. November second. There we go. I'm, I'm John Fleck. Wheeler. There you go. We did the it. Best. Let's do it. <laughs> What have I been playing? So we went to Ran One while we were there, the the arcade, and okay. they, they had that new Halo arcade game, Fire Team Ooh. Raven. That's the one we were talking about a few like months ago. That yeah. like we were wanting to try. So it takes place during Halo One. It you're oh. a, like you're an ODST team on the Pillar of Autumn. Yeah, and you're like trying to shoot your way out, and then every now and then Master Chief just kind of shows up, does cool shit, and leaves. <laughs> Sounds all right. Yeah. Uh. So the whole point of the game is that you're basically helping Master Chief blow up Halo. Like you, spoiler alert, you die at the end because only Chief and yeah. Johnson survived Halo One. Are you a Spartan? Then? No, or ODSTs. Are you, you're... Oh, okay, okay. And Makes like sense. it, it's weird, as you'd expect. <laughs> Like, yeah. just sporadically, you'll, like, look down and find a gun, and then you will use that gun, which is basically just, all it does is change the amount of ammo you have in your clip, more or less. And, like, an animation, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll get one grenade. Each time you get a new gun, you get <laughs> one grenade. Are they, like, super powerful, at least, then? Uh, yeah, if they, if they hit anything, they kill them, but you have, like, they're hard to hit with. Okay, sure. Uh, very much it is a game designed to take your money because there's so many attacks that hit us that we're just like, yeah, you're just going to take damage from this. Mm, yeah. I played by myself for like the first two stages and then slowly my group of friends just joined in and then we, all, the four of us just beat the game. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's some tie in to, uh, to one of the Halo games, but you, and you need to like scan like a QR code and I just didn't bother doing it. Now, but I yeah. also didn't expect to beat the game in that sitting, so that's why I didn't bother. If I known I was going to do that, I would have. Totally. I think what it does it get you? I think it unlocks some gear in Halo Five, or maybe okay. it unlocks some rec packs. I don't know. Okay, cool. So this is canon, though, like the stuff that happens in this. Technically, well, quote unquote. Yeah, basically, like you're sure the the only really thing you do that helps Chief is you take down a scarab that's on its way to the Pillar of Autumn. That's basically it. Okay. And then, like, it, you blow it up, and then everyone, like, crashes down on the ground and the flood surrounding. You're like, well, it was a pleasure serving with you guys. <laughs> and then it pans out to Halo blowing up, and then the credits start playing. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so it's just like, God, I know you work through this whole game, but yeah, you're dead now. Sorry. Yeah. Can't can't rewrite Halo history. You're you're dead now. It just cuts. Yeah. It's just the most unsatisfying ending since Halo Two. It's really funny. <laughs> cool. That sounds awesome. I'm looking at a little bit of video, and it's exactly what I figured. Like. Some rich kid somewhere has this set up in their house, and this is like just what they play it's for their Halo. So game. big though, like it's a two-screen yeah. galley shooter with four seats. It's it's fucking massive. It, it's impressive. Like it's super impressive for sure. It, it like lights up while you're playing the game. Like it ex- like it does like a lot of cool stuff like that. Like when Halo itself gets destroyed, it like flashes away like it, it's supposed to. It's really nice looking too. My like, only my only gripe is that it's raw thrills, so it like it feels cheap at times. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know how else to describe how raw thrills games feel. Mm. Cheap in the way that like bullshit happens that you can't avoid or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, and also like it it I don't know how to describe it. It uh feels budget title-y at times. Oh, okay. That that's just the feeling Raw Thrills kind of gives off on their games. Like it feels like it should be good, but something doesn't feel right. Just something's a little off or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. I mean, I can't get that from watching what I'm watching because no. it it looks really nice from I mean, what I'm seeing. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like you need to like play the arcade games that they put out to know that feeling. To feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I also played their Ninja Turtles four player arcade game they had there. And that felt mm-hmm. good, but at the same time, didn't feel right. And I, like I said, I don't know how else to describe it. Mm, you, it's weird. one of those, like, so- you have to play it kind of deals. Is it something about the feedback that it gives you, or lack thereof, maybe? Like, maybe mm. the guns don't rumble enough, or, like... Oh, no, those, those guns rumble enough. plenty. Um, yeah, okay, I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, weird. I also... <laughs> I also hate that it's a uh, it's a galley gun shooter like a, like a, you have a turret basically that you're firing from but you have to keep reloading, so you have to keep slapping this big oh. old reload button that's there. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucks. I don't like that either. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting experience if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, cool. We also what else? <laughs> we broke a Tekken Seven machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So we posted these pictures on Twitter, but. Uh, Dan, the guy who's the community manager for Adult Swim Games, he is really big into the fighting game scene. I knew he was in a Tekken, so I'm like, all right, just kick my ass at Tekken. So we play a match, and I did better than I thought, but he still won handedly. So we're like, all right, let's do a rematch. We hit the rematch button, and uh, it (laughs) it crashes. It low on my screen. He's playing like uh, uh, Zhang Hua, and she's. Or am I talking Soul Calibur right now? Either way, uh, like his character loads in perfectly fine on my screen, and then he's like, "Dude, you need to come over here and see this." So I walk to the other side of the machine, and there's his character like just exploded in like <laughs> polygons. It's hilarious. Here, let, let, me, you... let me find okay, it. Okay, you have you. a picture. Yeah, I tweeted it out, so I'm gonna try to find it. Okay, cool. But it was it was really funny. <laughs> then we ended up also doing karaoke. Okay, I did see something about this, but I don't remember what the hell it was. We, I, yeah, we. I tried we to stay off karaoke. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't blame you. <laughs> if 
for reasons that I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Copy link to tweets. Where is your... I'm going to put it in the Skype window. Okay, cool. Unless that's a bad idea. Well, I mean, I won't be able to look at it, but I can watch it after. Oh, I'll put it in. I'll after. put it in Discord then. Okay, yeah, that works. There. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, the first picture looks perfectly fine. And then yep. you get to the second picture. Yep. That. Jesus Christ. What the hell happened? I, I don't know. We just loaded up a multiplayer room. So, the best part was, we they gave us bonus credits... And then we're like, all right, well, there's another Tekken 7 machine right next to it. Let's use that one. That one also crashed. <laughs> so we couldn't... That one crashed when we were trying to make a lobby. So we were just like, oh, fucking hell. All right, we, we give up. Man, that's too bad, because Tekken 7 is so good. Tekken 7 was fun. <laughs> I liked what I got to play. I at least remembered some of Law's combos, so I wasn't completely useless. Yeah. But, man... What I'm... What I'm excited about is that they took a lot of stuff that they learned from doing Tekken 7 and put it into Soul Calibur 6. Mm. And even though I haven't been able to play Soul Calibur 6, I see that you have. I have. Been. Should we transition so, over to that then? Yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit because I want to know your... Like, I think Sean was talking about this a little bit with me, but his whole thing is I haven't played Soul Calibur since 2 and they all sucked since then, which mm. I don't agree with. I don't agree with that either. So... Let's uh let's have a real discussion about Soul Calibur. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. All right, so I have played every Soul Calibur, period. I think except for like the weird Wii one, Legends or whatever it was, but that wasn't even a fighting game. See, I played that one, Soul Calibur Legends. Is yeah, you're right. I didn't play five. That's my uh, five. Dark area. I, I played the story mode for a little bit because that was the one that had Ezio in it. It was all right. That was mm -hmm. where they started introducing supers. Okay. So that's why that whole idea is new to me in yeah. Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. So supers are pretty pretty decently powerful from what I've seen. And uh, default settings for the game is three wins to actually like take a match. Okay. Th or three rounds, whatever you want to call it. And at the end of the third round, like if you're when you're one round away from losing, they give you a free super, basically. They give you one meter stock. To try to catch up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so... I guess his whole thing is that he really likes, in theory, the system of the, like, rock, paper, scissors, like, I'm going to do a thing, you do a thing, and let's see, like, who wins the, like, counter system thing. Yeah, I was I didn't quite understand that at first, because I was trying to use supers instead. Oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah um, that system is, is kind of interesting. Yeah, so this that's how he started this conversation, too. Basically, his whole thing was, it's cool as somebody who just smashes anyways, mm -hmm. but for, like, people that are good, they probably hate it because it's like, oh, I wonder what random thing he's going to do that I'm going to have to try to counter instead of the real time being able to, like, read your opponent and, like, do some, like, cancellations, like, animation cancels and stuff that you can't do in that. Well, I mean, it, it's thing. like the um, the the uh, is it revenge system that Injustice had? What the, I don't remember what the hell it was called, but the clash yeah. system where like you you bet how much meter you have, and then that's how you decide if you win or lose that the clash. Mm -hmm. But it so it, it's it felt that. like that. It felt like that. Now I don't know <laughs> if you get any extra meter off of it or not, but it usually at least lets you lead into a proper combo and do a bunch of damage. 
Right. There's there's also this weird parry system that they have now where, where the same button that actually activates that, if you hold it down at the cost of some meter, you just auto-deflect attacks for X amount of time, and then you turn it into a counterattack. Hmm. I don't know how much I like that one. It was weird, and I, yeah. I found myself not using it much, but I'm also not the best at Soul Calibur. As sure. evidenced by the fact that the friend I was playing with who was playing Soul Calibur for the first time, she constantly kicked my ass. <laughs> I think the uh, win-loss by the end of the night was like 28 to like 17 in her favor or something like that. She was just running over me. Yeah. That's a MASH-friendly game. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I think my actual gripe with the game is that it doesn't feel like there's that many new characters. I think there's three. Yeah. So this is a problem people have been saying too, because they're selling a bunch of them as like season pass stuff, I believe. So what they're doing for season pass, I think I can't tell if they're getting guest characters or what, because they've already got two B added as a season pass character from uh, near automata. Uh, you can yes. also get, um, the hula hoop girl from three Tira. Yeah. People were pissed off about that because she's like a character. That's part of that series that yeah. they kind of cut out and sold. But I, I kind of don't care frankly <laughs> about it myself. Yeah. I think, I don't know what other DLC characters they've announced yet. I think those are the only two so far. Yeah, I think so too. I'm trying to find kind of anything about it and it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. For some reason. But uh, I guess their whole thing is, and, like, the reason why I like 3 so much specifically is I really like their character creator mode. Yeah, that's kind of why I bought it. Yeah. And I felt so angry because I didn't have any time while I was there to sit down and make a character. So that's why while I was gone the entire time, I was just retweeting a bunch of creative characters because I'm like, I can't do this right now, but, man, I'm going to make a list of stuff I can do. Yeah. Um, you obviously probably know Maximilian, dude. Yep. The fighting game guy. He spent hours making a bloodborne character like basically perfectly in that game and it's gross how much you can do with a little imagination and how to like move some of the dumb assets you get to dude the cube is my favorite character did you see that one i think you had to use cheat engine to do that but it's amazing i saw that one the cube and the apple were both really good yeah the the apple was definitely cheat engine though I was going to say, conversely, from Maximilian doing, like, this crazy, really cool thing, there's a guy named Critical on YouTube. Oh, he Critical. Just made a na- he uh-uh. just made a naked guy with an apple up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like what he'd do. That's the best. Yeah. So, oh, I man. mean, you could basically, there's range is what I'm saying in that character creator for all your needs, I suppose. I'm the so cube- excited. The cube I was mad at a little bit because you can't actually see any animations or any like hitboxing properly, so it's the cheapest shit I've ever seen in my life. But holy hell if it's not funny. Oh yeah. The fact that you can bring that in rank though is kinda stupid. It's stupid. You shouldn't be able to do that at all. Uh but yeah, so going what do you have it on i guess first of I, all. I picked it up for ps4 because uh traveling around i wasn't sure my laptop could run it okay so if i pick it up i'll pick it up on that so we can actually fight each other on it that sounds good, good to me that works uh and yeah what do you think in like the pantheon of soul caliber games where does this rank roughly for you Ooh, um 
What's your highs and lows, first of all? Like, what's top tier and what's I, low I tier? I feel cliche because I'm like, I really liked two the best. and But I feel like that's yeah. what almost everyone says at this point. It's because it's probably the best, like, actually. <laughs> Three, I probably put the most time into. That's because, like, yeah. the, the side modes were really fleshed out in that one. Yeah. Um, And also create a soul. Uh, Four, I remember making a bunch of characters, too, but I mainly copied off a bunch of, like, GameFAQs things for that. Yeah, me too. Yep. Five, sure. I remember being okay with the story of it, but I never got very far in it. Like, it just didn't feel interesting at that time, but I think that's also when I was falling out of fighting games. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely rate this better than five, but the problem is five at least had more original characters than this does. Because <laughs> five yeah. was like end of the timeline, like another like ten year jump or something. So everyone was like, "All right, like we're all pretty old now and like mostly need to retire, except for Mitsurugi for some fucking reason." So here's like a bunch of new characters that you guys can like get used to and stuff. And now this one's just like, no, this is just a re-release of two basically, or just after two. Mm-hmm. I think I think everyone's told me like this apparently storyline wise is two point five, which would make sense since Raphael's in it and stuff like that. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of wondering where this laid in the in the storyline, if at all. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So originally I thought it was they they were making it seem like it was just gonna be a remake of Soul Calibur one, but like, uh, yeah. Night. Sorry, Siegfried's already done being Nightmare, uh, which puts it at least around three. Uh, Raphael is still human which puts it before three. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this weird timeline of like, it. this is this is 2.5 basically is what they want it to be. Sure, uh, that makes al- sense. Also, I think the most fun character that I found <laughs> to play as was Geralt, actually. Yeah, I've actually heard that he's pretty interesting. He's he was, a good fit either he way. He was really enjoyable to play as. 2B, on the other hand, is, seems like a weird fit, but like also I'm kind of in on how weird that is. Yeah. So is she out? I don't know if she's out. Um, if she is, that, she, she either literally just came out or will be soon. Because that character makes so much sense to me. Like when I heard 2B is going to be in Soul Calibur 6, I was like, yeah, that makes 100% sense. That just uh, fits so well. Let's see. Reveal trailer was six days ago. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. I don't see anything about when she's actually added. Yeah. It's like pulling teeth trying to find anything about yeah, information. It's really annoying at times. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't get why. But Soul Calibur 6 available now. Yeah, it just says coming soon on the trailer. Yeah, that's what I see too. Coming soon. So soon ish i guess three playable characters for the season pass and she's one of them oh and bonus character tira so there are four characters if you get the season pass mm. gotcha and, and new armor packs for creative souls two okay. apparently as well i don't know sure. if, they're, if they're all guest characters <laughs> i'm kind of in i'll admit i'm kind of yeah. in yep so you're still enjoy you're you're enjoying it so far gonna jump into more of it now that you're home probably yeah but i have so much stuff i still need to play through on ps4 as it is i never got yeah. to get very far in fist of the north star <laughs> i still am not very far in spider-man right. like there's uh, we still need to finish yakuza kiwami 2 are you gonna do red dead 2 no i actually okay. am not, i'm not interested in that honestly okay that's totally fair yep 
because I never, I did, never did uh, Redemption One, and uh, mm. the things I've heard about this one are very like really kind of like too much detail, too much. They went overboard with the thing I specifically hate. Basically, they, open world games. They are trying very hard to make art and forgot to make a video game in yeah. a lot of the spots. But apparently, isn't this like the highest reviewed game of the year? Yeah, it's a ninety-seven on Metacritic. Yeah. After 84 reviews, it, I think that is, like, the highest-reviewed game of the year. As somebody who is currently playing it, it's kind of a slog, but, like, mm, it's good. I heard, I heard the, the start is real rough. The thing is, is that it's objectively good, but I'm not having a lot of fun playing it. <laughs> oh. Like, I can tell, though, that this is, like, very well done. I just... Yeah. I'll play more of it, and then I'll have an actual discussion about it, but Jesus Christ, there's so much garbage that I don't care about. Uh, Cool. What else have you been playing? Uh, I forgot what else I wrote down. Obviously, I played through the game that we had to do for the Patreon podcast minute. We'll talk about that later. Yep. Um, I played through Windjammers, because that's on the Switch now. That's right. That came out like a week ago, right? Maybe yeah, two? Yeah, last week. It was last week? Okay, yep. cool. Wind Jammers is just as good as I remember, and the multiplayer on that is pretty good. Played play uh, local only. Is it local only? No, it has online, but I, I played it, it does local only. Okay. Okay, cool. So two-player local only, then? And probably just two-player online, I would assume. I mean, I mean it, it is pretty much just a yeah. ROM. A ROM running an emulator, but with like okay. a nice, a nice f- a bunch of aesthetic around it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if maybe they added something to it or not, but okay, that's cool. Not that I could tell. I think there might have been like a new stage or two, but that was about it. Okay, cool. The main the main thing is they're making sure that there's interest in Windjammers one because they've already announced Windjammers two is in the works. So sure, makes sense for sure. Cool, glad to All hear right. it. So I ended up playing this game a bunch because uh, I'd seen a friend stream it, so I was like, oh, this seems interesting. So I figured I'd give it a shot because it got added to the Switch last week. Friday yeah. the 13th Killer Puzzle. Yeah, this came out on Halloween, I believe. Uh, Maybe no. the day before. I was playing it well before Halloween. Were you? Yeah. Hmm. I think uh, I think it came out, uh, yeah, like a week ago yesterday. At least on okay, the Switch. Cool. And I know it's been out earlier for Steam and some other stuff. It's been out for a while on Steam, yeah. yeah. It keeps getting recommended to me, but I haven't taken a look at it. Holy shit, these scores are very good. Oh, yeah, no, it's actually good. Okay. I've it been is... sleeping on this, apparently. So so it's a slide puzzle game where, like, you're in control yeah. of Jason and you're running around killing teenagers uh, because yeah. your mom is, your, the head of your mom is telling you to do it. Yeah, makes sense. But, like, it's very cartoony. So, like, uh, one of my favorite, you, you get weapons, different weapons that you can give to Jason to murder people, and sometimes they'll play a cutscene. My favorite okay. one was we had a tome, so just a giant heavy book. Yeah. So Jason throws this book at this woman, and she's just kind of like, ow. And then, what the hell? She picks up and starts reading the book, and then the camera pans back to Jason holding up a bookshelf who he just throws on top of her and crushes her. <laughs> but, like, so it's all, like, it's super card gory, but super cartoony. And there's, like, literally an option to just turn it PG or R, so you can just turn off all the blood. <laughs> That's pretty great. But it's, it's like, really weirdly cartoony. You get all these really weird uh, weapons to use. Like, I used a giant fish for a while. Uh, How do you kill somebody with a giant fish? Like, is there an animation associated with that? Or uh, yeah, they they, like yeah, there's slams dead? their head like a baseball bat. 
crushes them with it, okay. or he just jams the fish down their throat. Oh my god, what a terrible way to die! Oh man, yeah, <laughs> oh my no. God. The game I've been laughing my ass off playing this game though, because like there's a weird, like a super dark sense of humor to it. Yeah. So like, uh, your your mom's head will be like, remember, remember, Jason, uh, put on a jacket, don't catch a cold, and then like the button to like put away the make that window go away. So it's like, okay, mom, thanks, mom. You're right. You're right, mom. <laughs> It's just really silly. So like, there's all these like cutscenes too that go along with it being like, oh, the survivors of like the uh, Crystal Lake massacre are gonna go take a cruise ship to New York. So Jason just sneaks on the boat, kills everyone, and then the next stage is like, haunted ship's been found six months later, no idea what happened, and then it's spring break, and then Jason just walks out of the ocean. He's like, all right, guess I'm murdering at spring break now. <laughs> So they're yeah. kind of like the movies. They just don't make sense. He's just yeah, there. That's yeah. The, they're just super cheesy. But like there's nice. slide puzzles where they just keep adding like difficulty to it. Like first, the first difficulty thing they, they add up is like, yeah, Jason can't swim, so don't slide into the water because otherwise you just drown. Right. And then it'd be like, okay. don't, don't burn yourself. Uh, don't get arrested by the cops, which is weird that it's an option, but it is. Then they start okay. playing around with it a lot where they're like, all right, Jason, don't hurt animals. I know you're a good boy, so don't kill any cats. You're like, okay, mom. And like, so if you if you stab a cat and then like anything you run into, you just stab. Like, then you fail the stage. They so have to rewind and like do the stage over again. You have to figure out ways to basically keep the cats alive while murdering everyone else. I mean, that's what I've been doing my whole life, man. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> and then like, whenever you have uh, your one person left to kill to end the stage they'll just they'll scream out something like final boy final girl <laughs> but then they'll start doing weird things like final millennial final oh, John, no. final chad final Susie, <laughs> final chad final oh nerd it's, it's <laughs> you know for like a slide puzzle game it's way better than i thought it was gonna be this seems like it fits on the switch too because i know it's a there's a mobile version of it yeah but. you can tell playing the game that it was a mobile version because yeah there, there feels like there's like there should be monetization in certain spots and there's not right there are things you can buy on steam there's episodes you can buy like episodes i think 9 to 12 are like three bucks each or something but Episodes like one to eight or whatever are free or something like that so that's still a lot of content i think you get them all on the switch version because there's no Do mention you? of having to buy DLC. Cool. That's cool. I'm glad. Like, this was a surprise hit for me. I honestly really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, no, it seems like a perfect little puzzle game to pick up and play on the Switch. Yeah, and, like, it, it's not easy, too. Like, it actually is challenging at times. You have to figure out... So, one of the tricks is that if you slide to a square next to a victim but don't actually get in a position to kill them they'll get scared and run away from you. So you need okay. to figure out ways to position them so that like sliding into them and killing them positions you in a place to get the next one who's in like a hard to reach spot. So you have to learn how to position your victims. There's a bunch of traps on stages like bear traps and like fire pits you need to use to like kill them with. Certain stages they give you like a move limit before the cops show up and like all this other hmm. stuff. So like there's, they knew what they were doing. It was kind of impressive. So... Is it kind of like into the breach in the way that the victims will always show like what they're going to do or something like that? Or is there an element of randomness to it? Like, could I look at like 
could you look at the map and just be like, I know if I move here, this will happen and trigger yeah. this? Or, yeah. Okay, cool. Like yeah. every, there's only like so many things they'll do. Like if you're next to, to them, they'll usually move the opposite direction. The, the idea is they try to move as far away from you as you can. You okay. can, you can trick them by like running into phones and making a phone call so that the other phone will summon them towards <laughs> you. Or if it's a cat make them run away from it. Okay. So like, there's a lot of like little small things like that. Uh, there's teleporters in the later stages when they get to like the Jason X era and stuff like that. Cool. No, how I, are they making money off this? Just <laughs> by buying it, I guess. I think it was like f- ten to fifteen bucks on Switch. I think. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know how much the Steam version is, and I assume the mobile version this, was probably way cheaper. But it has the uh, you can buy the the episodes. Steam version's free. Oh, is it? To a point, and then you buy the like later levels. All right, so I guess that's how they balance it out. Yeah, that's why I was kind of wondering if maybe they did something on the Switch to monetize it or whatever. But if it's just a standard price, that's dope. I would way rather do that. Let me just double check here. Age verification on Nintendo's website for this. <laughs> uh, ESRB mature. Why is it not telling me how much this is? That's weird. Uh, yeah, that's weird. It's Nintendo's site isn't telling me how much the game is. There we go. It just took a while. Uh, twenty bucks, but it is on sale currently because of Halloween. Sure. So on Steam, it's free. You get episodes one to eight. Then episodes nine to twelve are three thirty nine Canadian each. But then there's like a whole bunch of different jasons that you can buy so you can buy like the oh, bundle for you about don't, 20 bucks oh you don't get the jasons oh okay that makes no. sense they so, sell those as skins yeah it looks in like. the in the switch version it's based on how many kills you get so basically it's just tied to progression through the game so i prefer the way the switch does it because that's the way video games used to do it and i miss that yeah honestly in that <laughs> case then that's probably the version you should get yep i agree with especially you. if like getting everything on the switch on the steam version is 20 bucks because yep. like the whole game is 20 bucks us on uh on on switch until you unless you get the discount it's actually more on steam it's 17 dollars right now at 50 percent off so it's about 35 oh roughly. wow okay wow then yeah then the cheapest version is this then yeah it's very <laughs> cartoony and again since it's they know that it's mature rated you can turn off the blood Otherwise, sure. it's just like a cartoony amount of blood just spraying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the like little animations of the murders, and they're like funny, but they shouldn't be because they're t- completely grotesque and terrible. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're so cute. <laughs> it's very much, if you have a very dark sense of humor, this is the puzzle game for you. <laughs> and I do. So, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> uh, cool. And other than that, the last game I played, or I guess watched technically, and this is one you did as well, Deltarune. So this is the new yeah. Toby Fox joint. I, I felt so bad because somebody on Twitter, like I just typed in Deltarune because Toby Fox put out that thing like, can we spend like 24 hours without people talking about this, please? So I only said the title. And the one response somebody said is, it took me all day to real- before I realized that that's an anagram for uh, Undertale. And I was just like, you poor bastard. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I didn't realize that either until you just said that. Oh, really? Yeah. You probably didn't think about it. No, because I was Uh, just like, because the Delta Rune is a thing in Undertale, so it never clicked. I know. That I was like, oh, yeah, it's also that. 
and then the character names are anagrams for like Asriel and uh I guess spoilers for people. <laughs> well, I mean Asriel's a character that you hear about. They're characters from the Undertale universe mixed up. Um so this thing as far as I can tell from what I read Toby Fox put out this twit longer. Yep. And it's an FAQ of some sort where he just answers a bunch of like random stuff that people have probably been tweeting him. This seems to take place in a similar but not the same Undertale universe from what so, he says. Yeah, so one of the big things with Undertale, if you look into Genocide Run and a bunch of other like behind-the-scenes story things, is that yeah. uh, Undertale is actually a multiverse kind of game. Yeah. Or at least like, it like touches on that, and this is one of the multiverses. Yes, exactly. So that's why there's a lot of similarities, but not really at yeah. the same time. Uh, from what he says, it's going to have very little, if no, like, if any, connection to Undertale at all. And, uh, more than anything, he just wanted to apparently try that Undertale battle system with multiple characters in, like, an old RPG style and see how that would work out. And I think it's kind of novel, actually. I thought it was kind of cute how that works. It kind of works pretty cool. So you get a party of, I don't know how far you got in, you said about a half hour. Yeah, maybe a little bit yeah. more. So, like, you get, like, a party of three characters, and then you have you, to, like... I got my party, yeah. so, yeah. So you have to, like, balance out each of their quirks and, like, figure out how to... You either can just kill everyone, or you can use your actions to kind of take them down and, like, pacify them. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. The game, the game is about three hours long, because it's the first chapter slash demo. Uh, mm-hmm. He says whenever the game comes out, which could be years from now more than likely uh it'll be multi-chapter but it'll all be released at the same time so you won't have to like wait sure. um if you are very familiar with undertale there'll be a lot of things that'll make you go oh wait in it which yeah. i can confirm but uh the characters that you play as are more or less like very unique and yeah. the writing is very on point in that game like just as good. Like if you like the writing of Undertale, you will like the writing of Delta Rune. Yeah, it has the same heart behind it for oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Uh there's not a whole lot to talk about with this thing without talking into spoilers. <laughs> of like yeah. what things could mean. Not even for Delta Rune, specifically for its connections with Undertale and similarities. Also so, that. Yeah. Uh it's a free thing, so people should just go check that out. I think it's just like deltarune.com, but if you look at the Undertale official Twitter, you can get the link there. I think it's a pinned tweet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I will say the coolest thing I think they added to the game mechanic is the is the grazing system. Where, grazing? Oh. Uh, yeah, I guess that's... Like, I'm just going to use, like, shmup terms here, because that's what yeah. it is. Uh, if you get close to an attack... An aura around you appears, and you don't take yeah. damage, but you earn TP, which I think they are called tension points. Yeah. And, and that's your, like, MP for using, like, magic spells and special moves and stuff. And apparently right. it also speeds up the battle so that you get through enemy attacks faster if you start playing riskier. Oh, I didn't know it sped it up. That's now, cool. Now, he said that in the FAQ. That's the only reason I know about that, because I, I didn't realize oh. that. I, I yeah. watched Reese play through it all yesterday, so we just kind of worked together to do stuff. Yeah. 
I kept referring to it as the near miss system because I just got used like that's how in the racing games you get your boost and stuff like <laughs> in the near misses. So that's how like I thought of it. But yeah, no, for sure. I think that's a cool mechanic. I really like the defend mechanic of uh, also being a way to gain meter to be able to pacify. I'm not going to attack things because yeah. I play every, every fucking game I play. I attack shit. It's actually super refreshing to like puzzle out how to make this angry thing that's attacking me like either leave or like fall asleep or something so yeah 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 no i, I wanted was, to see really more good demo yeah i can't wait for the full game it's just a shame that he literally said like the only part of the game that's been made is what you've just played like you, I've, I've got the story written out but it's gonna take years like he talked about trying to put a team together so it's not just him and tammy trying to put the whole thing together yeah so that'll be yeah. interesting to see if like they if he a can do that, because he strikes me as like the the crazy Kojima style creative person that can't really manage a team, and I think he's aware of that, because he's like yeah. I don't think this is gonna work, but I want to try it. I mean, look how long it took to just get like Undertale ported to everything. True, that game was one of the biggest games of that year, and it took years to get it onto other stuff because <laughs> yeah. it's just him basically. So. Yeah, no, I am I, curious I to see where this turns into. Me too. Uh, I, yeah, no, I'm super excited for it. I thought it was really cool. I wonder if he's regretting putting up that little slice until there was more to show because he's going to get harassed forever. Probably, but I think he also wanted to show... Uh, he's probably also been getting harassed of when are we going to get more anything from yeah. him. So this is like, yo, like just so you know, this is being worked on and here's... like, Don't even bother telling me about it because... Yeah. Here for sure uh good reminder to just it's out on everything so if you're somebody who hasn't played undertale yet go ahead and pick that up i still highly recommend that thing for how different it is yeah and that's cool. all i've been playing and that works into yours because you also played deltarune i did play deltarune um i also played call of cthulhu because this came out the day right, before so halloween i'm curious about this so yeah. is this actually good <laughs> Well, let's talk about the pen and paper uh, version of Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> All right. So I was actually surprised at how much uh, influence this takes from the pen and paper thing in that this is more of an investigative RPG with fucked up shit happening than a first person horror experience, which was kind of exciting in its own way because i think those parts are the parts that really stand strong like i think it stands strong when you level up your character to have investigative skills at like a high percentage so that when you do something that's in the pen and paper rpg would take like a role like say maybe pick a lock to like enter a place to like investigate it or to uh put together a bunch of clues in your head to like make something stand out or even, like, the hidden object thing to, like, spot hidden objects easier in the world and stuff. I think that stuff works very well in the video game. And it's always kind of cool to be able to feel like what you're leveling up in your stats has real impact in how you play the game. For example, if you level up your strength stat and there is a lock that might be able to be broken and you're strong enough to, you can break that fucking lock or door down. Like, that's just a thing you can do. But if you're not strong enough... 
maybe like you went more in the investigative route so you can pick the lock on the door and like that actually has a tangible thing to it uh where it fails is everywhere it tries to be a horror game it tries to be like an amnesia clone where you are walking around and things are in the dark trying to spook you and make you go crazy and this is a problem most eldritch horror games have is that eldritch horror is based on the fact that humans cannot comprehend the power and like evil of this shit that they're being like thrown into and they go mad from it how the fuck do you show that in a video game for a player that is first of all like everything is a little janky mm-hmm. but also um you're separated you it's not you in there like maybe if it was a vr experience it would be a little bit easier but you are a person controlling a person in this like fake world or whatever so it just doesn't hit the way it's supposed to and this is the problem cthulhu stuff and eldritch horror has had forever in video games and it kind of still rings true here i feel like the only game that's really done it to a point that's been memorable has been eternal darkness just with the sanity system so it i will agree it's been memorable but like that stuff doesn't hold up (laughs) oh no i know it doesn't i know it doesn't but i'm just saying like at least it's something yeah because it breaks the meta layer where like it'll look like it turned your tv off or something and like it'll start fucking with you in real life in ways by like knowing it's a video game and doing that stuff where this stuff is fucking with your character that you are controlling and you know it's a video game so it doesn't hit at all still Mm -hmm. uh so basically the way i could put it is that when it's its worst it feels like a bad outlast clone where you're walking around an asylum but like in the way that Outlast was designed for you to walk around in an asylum that's like a haunted house and scary things to jump out at you. This fails because it's trying to be something else at the same time. Where it succeeds is the pen and paper type stuff that is like basically Skyrim horror version in this like weird world, but it doesn't go fully far with that because it's a video game. It's in this weird middle area where it's like a little better than average, but that's from somebody who wasn't expecting a lot because I've seen these fail multiple times, <laughs> these types of games. So I was kind of knowing what I was getting into. It, but like, if you're wanting a horror game, I think you should look elsewhere. This doesn't hit that note at all. Um, I am looking forward to seeing the story through because I like how these stories always go batshit insane, usually for the worst, in that, like, it ends off in this giant thing where you're, like, staring down this weird tentacle monster running through a fucking vortex through space while, like, your secondary body is somewhere else doing something else. And you're trying to, like, control all this garbage. And then it just turns out you were in a dream or in a coma because that's how all these fucking things end up in the end. (laughs) You pretty but, much just uh, wrote the rest of the game, is what you're saying. Right, exactly. But I kind of want to see it through. I want to see if they uh, impress me with anything. I, this is kind of like... I don't know. This isn't a AAA studio and a AAA title, but it's priced at like $50 Canadian, so I think I was expecting a little more quality, too. The voice acting is here, hit or miss. Uh, at the very best it's funny like in a laughable sense where the main fucking police guy talks like chief wiggums and sometimes and it's terrible in like a funny way i don't know it's um it's a whole mess of things that like work out if you 
don't care a whole lot and you just kind of want to see like you just want to get through it if you wanted like a good horror story and a good call of cthulhu thing because this is the official game or whatever it falls so flat on that and it's such a bummer (laughs) but for what it is i'm enjoying it i suppose and i'll keep playing more of it there's not a whole lot more to talk about without like getting into you spoilery territory so i won't do that but just know that this might be something that you could wait for a sale this seems like a good 20 dollar game like Mm -hmm. legitimately um Maybe even 30 if you're, I don't know. I feel a little ripped off <laughs> and I was, and I might be the like best you'll get for this, for the audience for this game Yikes. because I, I knew what I was getting into and I was excited to see how bad it was. And it's still disappointing me in a lot of ways. Wow. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it works. It loads up and I can do stuff. I guess the field of view is like a problem I should mention too, because I had to stop playing after two and a half hours because I was going to throw up. The room started spinning. It does a lot of weird shaky cam stuff where you're running away from cultists and like a cave is collapsing at some points and like that stuff is fucking terrible and it made me actually legitimately almost throw up. So yeah, if you are a person that cannot deal with low field of view stuff in video games and first person maybe you should not look into this either (laughs) i've been having kind of a rough time just on that note uh that's kind of all i've been playing i've been playing more red dead 2 but i'll have more to say about that when i've really finalized my thoughts on it so yeah we can move on to news sweet what we got going on in the world of news in the world of news oh yeah i forgot about this the playstation one classic finally got its entire list of games announced so originally we did we we knew about ridge racer type 4 tekken 3 final fantasy 7 and there's another game i forgot about yep me too (laughs) so it was very important but now oh uh jumping flash that was the other one we knew about yep so now we've got the whole list of 20 we do uh Oh, apparently we knew about Wild Arms, too. Oh, maybe that was the one we knew about. Did we, we knew about four or five of them. Yeah. So we have Battle Arena Tojinden coming. Cool Borders 2, which I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy about. Uh, that brings up some problems I'll have with this list in a second, but we'll keep going through this. Destruction Derby gets a huge thumbs up for me. I loved that game growing up. Uh, Final Fantasy we know about. Grand Theft Auto 1, which... I, I mean get. that yeah that was an important game <laughs> but i don't even know if, who even wants if two to play was that better, two was better but one's important. yeah yeah uh intelligent cube i don't care about but yeah sure that's fine um jumping flash we know Metal gear solid was the one that i was like that has to be on there see i was like it can't be on there they don't have a dual shock but i guess you'll play it without the dual shock i guess so yeah uh, Which that brings Mr. up an important question: How are they yeah. going to do that one scene where he makes the controller vibrate or switches controller ports? I am curious as well. There's probably like a start menu thing where you can just be like switch this to port two, maybe. I guess. Maybe or wait. No, it looks like you can actually remove them oh, from well, the menu. Maybe that's the case then. And it'll be handy because I'm sure those cords will be one foot long, so it'll be right <laughs> beside you anyway. They sure look like it in that teaser image. Yep. Yep. 
Mr. Driller. Hell which, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yep, that's a good one. Game of the system Odd- for me. Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, I'm all for. I really yeah. like that game. Um, was that important for the PS1? It kind of was. Was it? Okay. Yeah. That's okay. also that's why the Xbox launched with an with Munch's Odyssey. Mm. I felt that like that was more of a sleeper hit, Oddworld, though. Then kind of maybe I I might be wrong on that. Rayman, which that's I, yeah, pretty good, good choice. Yep. So Resident Evil Director's Cut. The problem is this will be the version with the bad music. Yes, <laughs> yes. Give me that element. Give me that which, basement music. Which. I'm okay for the doot doot doots in the basement. What bums me out is that the ending credits theme is not the one I fell in love with. So, uh, okay. boo, I guess. Uh, Persona One or Revelations Persona, um, as we got it. So yeah, that's Persona One had a lot of content cut out of it and had to be released basically as two separate games. Yeah. So, I was talking to some people and they were like, "This is a bad edition." But I don't necessarily agree because I think a Persona game should be on there, and why not just put that on there? <laughs> That's fine to me. Um, people were complaining that Persona Two wasn't on there, basically. But and it's kind of the same. Like, okay, let's just keep going, and then I'll get into my problems here. Uh, Ridge Racer Type Four. I think we knew about Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. I'm stoked for. That's a great addition. Yeah, that's I really a good like addition. that. That version um, had some uh, bad loading from what I remember, though, so that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. It's a little bit of a bummer that there's no Street Fighter stuff on here because of their anniversary edition, so they didn't want to cut into that, obviously. But, but uh, it was also on the SNES Classic. I know. It's such a bummer. that. But at least we got Puzzle Fighter. I don't know. I can't really like condone it, but I liked Super Puzzle Fighter too, so this is fine. Uh, Siphon Filter was one of my favorite games, so that on here makes me happy. Tekken 3, of course. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six was garbage controlling, so I'd be interested to revisit that. And you don't have DualShock control! <laughs> yeah. That's gonna yeah. be weird. Gonna I remember so that weird. controlling like such garbage. Um... Twisted Metal 1, this is where, and, and then Wild Arms. Okay, so that's the 20. So my contention is, if you have Cool Borders 2 on there, which is objectively the right choice, because Cool Borders 1 was garbage, mm. you have broken the rule of we need the first one on there. Which means Twisted Metal 2 should be on there, because Twisted Metal 1, in comparison, is hot garbage to 2. 2 is where it actually found its legs and knew what it was doing. So that's a bummer. In that same respect, that's why when people are saying Persona 2 should have been the one on there, i like, sure. I don't care enough about Persona 1 or 2 to really make that distinction, mm. but, like, they, I feel like they should have put the better edition of some of these games on there rather than just the first one, if that makes sense. I do wonder if there are certain licensing issues. Like, did Cool Borders 1 use any licensed music? Mm, I don't actually remember. I know that, like, Cool Borders 3 or 4 did, but also that was when 989 were doing them and they were terrible. Mm, sure. Yeah, no, I don't know. That could be a thing, too. Because, yeah, they, I mean, Tekken 3 was the one for PlayStation, for sure, that really made it big. Yeah. So that makes sense. I don't know. Twisted Metal was the one that stuck in my craw, because even though Twisted Metal was the first one I had and played, Twisted Metal 2 was the one I fell in love with. <laughs> so, 
I don't know. It's specifically that one that bugs me. Also, Resident Evil 2 not being on there is kind of a bummer, especially with the remake coming out. But whatever. I guess they'll sell it as a pack or whatever the hell they're doing. Maybe that's why. Maybe they had to, like, wait to release that DLC or whatever they're doing. See, I am hoping that they re- release quote-unquote CDs for this where you can just load them in and you just get more games added on. But I'm not yeah. holding my breath on that. Yeah. Because that would, might not be as much money as Sony would want. Yeah. Um, the other big bummer is that the Japanese edition gets Armored Core, <sighs> which pisses me off we don't get that, because there's so many things I would cut here for Armored Core without a question. And they also get Parasite Eve, which I understand why we don't get it, because it was actually like a book, and I think there was a movie made in japan as well like it's an actual thing in japan where it wasn't like that huge here it was like a cult hit but as somebody who loved that cult hit it bones me out that's not on here either but oh uh, man i'm looking at this list there are so many good games on here for the japanese one gradius gaiden g darius uh you're right the ark the lads are on there armored ark the lads on there yep uh and then for some reason saga frontier made it through Yeah, that was kind of a weird one. Um, It just goes to show that Sony's always just been better in Japan. And, like, we got the scraps here, which is probably fine, because some of these scraps are pretty good. But, boy, I would have liked Armored Core, Mm. (laughs) because I don't have any copy of that game. So, like, I see people constantly mentioning, like, hey, how come there's no Crash, no Spiral, like, any of the games that are well like known in north america at least for being the playstation core um it's basically because of licensing it's between licensing for like that's why tony hawk's not on there which also defined the playstation era and uh technically the companies that sony owns that own those licenses don't have them anymore like activision owns crash and spyro not naughty dog and insomniac so they can't right. get those as easily, and they're too busy putting out the actual collections. That would, like, shoot themselves in the foot if they were just totally. like, yeah, here's a proper remake. Oh, and you can just buy the old ones on this thing. Yep. So uh, it sucks, because I would have also liked yep. Symphony of the Night on there, but that also got re-released last week, so. <laughs> yep. But uh, it, yeah. is, it is what it is, I guess. It is. It is what it is. Now, are you um, going to buy this for the 110 or $130 Canadian price they're asking for? No. This is also a discussion I've been having with people. Is that, like, I'm well aware that as somebody who doesn't really collect this sort of stuff, and, like, I don't have a kid, and I have all the games I care about in other forums on here, like, that I could play... This stuff isn't for me. Like, I've had my time with this stuff growing up, and I have, like, ways to replay that. This is for a newer generation, or, like, parents to buy their kids or collectors to put on their shelf or whatever. So, that price tag, I just can't do it for myself. But, like, this is one of the things that if I did have a kid, you bet your ass I'm buying that thing. And they're play- and they're going to get to play that. And play all these games I loved growing up. Like, this is- that's a great way to get new generations into the old games and stuff but like i'm not the market for this and i'm aware of that the funny thing is like looking at this list like a couple of the games on this list are actually more expensive than the playstation classic itself is going to be like persona goes for about 155 us 
complete. That's hilarious. The disc is just 78 bucks. I wonder if those will go down with the release of this. Um, probably not, because collectors buy are five the bucks for that. probably at best. Hmm. Usually, usually, what happens is when people get easier access to those kind of games, they start looking at the actual physical copies. So, really, demand kind of stays. Makes sense. But yeah, people were telling yeah. me apparently Intelligent Cube is also hard to come by, and there's some a third game on here that's I think it might be Puzzle Fighter. There's a third game that's mm. also like pretty pricey. So, like two or three of the games alone are like double or triple the price to own physically. In fact, I don't mm. think I even own that Persona. That might be one of the, that might be the only game on this list I don't have. Oh wow! Uh, Impressive. I well, I might not also have Rainbow Six because there's better right. Ra- there's better Rainbow Six games. But yeah. yeah, like you get my point, right? Like, yeah, a lot of these games, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but I probably would not have gone out of my way to get these otherwise. Sure, understandable. I also wonder because they're gonna have the issue that SNES and NES classics didn't have. Are they gonna simulate loading times? Holy shit! Have they even like, said anything about that? I really hope they don't, because <laughs> that was the worst part of that era for me. Is how much time I wasted waiting. <laughs> so I don't know. They haven't really said anything about that, but I guess if they're like true ROMs, they probably should. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. I really hope not. Uh, if you have the capabilities to and you want one of these things, my recommendation buy the Japanese one. Because mm. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the one, man. That's the one. Moving on, talking about old games, specifically from the PlayStation or a PlayStation era, Medieval is coming back, completely remastered. Why? Right? So I get this one mixed up with Maximo in my head all the time. So I had to actually watch this announcement trailer to remind myself which one this is. And it's the one I cared less about, but... I still think this remaster looks absolutely phenomenal. People can look up Medieval on YouTube if you wanted to check out the video. And that announcement video shows, like, the old game with, like, the new version of it, like, right after. And just how much work was put into it is absolutely astonishing. And I kind of hope it does well, because why not? <laughs> why not, I guess? Um, but for people that cared about Medieval, this... This got me to care more about it. Like, it looks interesting, and it looks fun uh, in a way that the original never grabbed me. So, maybe maybe there's something to it. Uh, speaking of things being remade again and again, Netflix's Castlevania gets a season three. So, we'll get another four to eight episodes of that soon. Hell yeah. I heard, I heard season two is really good. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm so excited. I'm excited there's eight now instead of four. That's really good to me. That's double. (laughs) But it's still only a day binge, which is, like, perfect, because I've been hating series a lot lately for not respecting my time and being too slow in a lot of parts. So I think, like, five hours for a full series, I think that's fine. That's totally doable for me, and I'm excited about it. Also, I really like season one. It's really cool that season three has been announced, and yeah, they're going to continue on with that. Uh, This isn't video game news, but it's the most important news we probably have. 
Mm-hmm. Goku is finally going to be part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade by getting his own balloon. Finally. The man can already fly. Let him be a balloon. <laughs> yep. So look for that this Thanksgiving Day Parade to see your favorite Super Saiyan flying through the sky next to Snoopy and a bunch of other crap. <laughs> I don't even know what balloons are in that thing anymore. That balloon better I... scream when it's going by the crap. I really, really like this idea <laughs> that Goku's in it because it's going to be the slowest Goku's ever been seen flying through the air. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Let's get into the real news for this week. All right. Smash Direct happened yesterday. Yep. And I did not watch the actual video, but I kind of caught the uh, recaps the of it. And yeah. you and I talked I actually, I actually watched little. the video. I watched it hours later because I was not getting up that early for that. Sure. And I'm glad sense. I didn't because I might have been a little disappointed if I had gotten up early, but waking up at a normal time was fine. Yeah. Starts off with Ken being introduced from Street Fighter 2 and then Incineroar from Pokemon Sun and Moon. So two new characters. Ken is an Echo Fighter of Ryu because of course he is. Yeah. I, th- I think the direct even jokes that he was the original Echo Fighter. So it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it is It is his current VA. It's Dante's voice actor. So it's nice to hear Dante in a uh, in a Smash Brothers game. Yeah. Uh, Ken does play like he does in, in Street Fighter. He has Shin Ryukin as one of his supers and like his crazy kick ultra as well. Cool. Um, I guess we'll just jump into this since we're talking about new characters. The end of the direct, they talked about they're introducing five DLC characters that are each getting their own stages and extra music added in. You can buy a season pass. And also, if you pre-order the game between, I think, now and... January 31st or like if you register the game between between then and now you get as okay. a free bonus character piranha plant yeah it is a finally a character I can care about I mean Smash. to be fair <laughs> I feel like there hadn't been a what the fuck character yet for ultimate and this kind of fills that slot so I'm excited because that character actually looks really fun does it? I actually didn't look any video up of him. I'm going to do that. Yeah, there's, there's a trailer right for him. He's, he looked kind of fun to play as, honestly. Hmm. Trying to think of what else here that's worth talking about. Um, they, they finally revealed what that green square was on the main menu. It is Spirits okay. Mode and World of Light single player. Spirits Mode is basically uh, this game's version of stickers and trophies where they are characters from other series either related to the games in there or not. Like, Shantae was shown to be one of the spirits. Oh. Uh, a lot of Metal Gear characters and stuff like that. But, like, if they're tangentially related, um, hmm. that'll be there. So, they basically you use them to power up your characters and give them special abilities. You can trade them in for other ones. You can sell them off for currency and stuff like that. The shop's back. You can buy songs and uh, and stuff like that there. Uh, what else was worthy of note before we jump into the actual talk about single player? Does that confirm that Shantae won't be an actual fighter? Um, Pretty much. So the entire roster has been revealed minus the five DLC characters. Mm-hmm. So she could end up becoming a DLC character, but I I personally doubt it. Oh, I doubt it too, but... I've always had a little bit of hope, especially when they started coming out with those Shantae games on, like, Switch and 
like, well, maybe now she'll be in Smash. I don't know. I really like that fu- those games, so that would be great. But man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a bummer. So, um, yeah, they they showed off a bunch more assist trophies. Doctor Wily in in the little teleporting capsule, Springman from Arms, uh, the Black Knight from Fire Emblem, specifically Ike's Fire Emblem games. Okay. Uh, Piranha Plant looks fucking great in the I know. stupidest it's way. It's so good. I'm excited. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was missing the dumb character, and this is it. I was like, oh, yeah. they're just going to make Isabel the dumb character? Nope. Nope, they had a plan. If you miss out on the pre-order bonus for getting Piranha Plant, uh, which Piranha Plant doesn't get added into the game until February, uh, you can just you'll be, eventually be able to buy it for paid DLC. Okay, cool. The single player mode they showed uh, an old cutscene for, and then they started showing off like some of the the main map and how it works in passing. Basically, it's kind of like an event mode where you go around this giant map, freeing up all the other characters. Everyone's been uh, killed or imprisoned except for Kirby, so you have to use Kirby to go save all the other characters in all these weird match modes. Great. Um, like they showed some cool stuff. Like some of the characters will have abilities that are given from all these spirits, basically, and the you have to use your own spirits as well to free them back. Like they showed, the reason we know Shantae is is a spirit is because they showed a screenshot of Zero Suit Samus with the Shantae soul. Then they showed like a bunch of Xenoblade characters on other ones, and like Metal Gear Solid characters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you have to run around this overworld, like freeing parts of the world, saving your your friends, and getting your roster back so you can go defeat the final big bad boss. Uh, there are cutscenes, but I've heard not many. They showed obviously one of them for the trailer. Uh, it kind of looks cool, actually. It definitely looks better than what Smash Four had. Okay, cool. But I think it'll be fun. Like some of the some of the weird things they did was really funny. They had I think it was Roy or Lemmy Koopa, who had the Lakitu spirit. So the fight was Roy and three tiny red Bowsers versus you, and you just had to beat them. Uh, okay. There, there cool. was another one where Mario was just like Metal Mario, so every time you hit him, he switched to being metal and back, so you had to like figure out how to, the best way to attack him. Oh, interesting. Another okay. one. Another one that was cool was a uh, Mega Man with the Guts Man soul. So he was giant, and he focused mainly on throws. Oh, interesting. Uh, huh. an- another good one was Crom. Or yeah, Crom had O Wayne's soul from Fire Emblem, and all he did was basically constantly taunt. <laughs> he he would attack then taunt and then roll attack taunt and he had to defeat him while he was doing this. It looked like there's it looks really creative and I'm actually kind of excited. It basically is like the event modes turned into a single player mode. And they said they that mainly sounds pretty they cool. mainly focused on making it fun and silly more than like having the coherent story. So don't expect too much cutscenes but expect it to be fun. Cool. That's all I ever do. Yeah, and that's pretty much all they showed honestly in the uh, in the direct. No, cool. Well, they they talked about like side modes, like hey, it's in eleven languages, and stuff like that, or like you can. There's still like all star mode and stuff like that. You don't need to unlock it from the start. When you start the game, you only start with the original Smash One roster, and anyone who was like locked or in another game is still locked. So you only have eight characters to start with, but apparently they unlock extremely fast. Cool. I don't know. It'll be good. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I'm actually very excited for this stupid game mainly because like i'll be able to play it online on the thing people have (laughs) 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 well in theory so yeah no it's shaping out and 
that World of Light thing and the spirits and stuff. It looks really cool. Piranha Plant looks like my favorite dumb thing Character from, of the for year. a while. Character of the year. Just the way he's just flopping around to move to attack enemies is so good. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I, I am curious what the five DLC characters are going to be. Um, current speculation is one of them will be Rex and or Pyra from Xenoblade 2 because... Uh, Sakurai specifically apologized that he couldn't put anyone in from Xenoblade 2 because planning on that game began after Smash Brothers had already started development. So, but he specifically like if you get the the season pass for the game, you get a, a, a Me Fighter costume for it. So people are like, he was weirdly apologetic about that, and apparently he's a big fan of the game. So maybe like it'll be one of the five DLC characters, but no one knows for sure. Hmm. That'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, and a lot of people are still fighting and being like, "Oh, maybe that Grinch leak will come true in the DLC. Maybe we'll get uh, Banjo Kazooie." I'm just like, "No, give up, please, dear God, let it go, <laughs> get o- get over it." Yeah, just let it go. <laughs> um, I'm gonna keep on this hype train of announcements that happened, but this time I'm a little let down from these ones. Ooh. The BlizzCon tw- <laughs> BlizzCon 2018 is happening as we speak. Uh, in fact, it's happening so much right now that an hour before we went live, I had to look up a quick recap of what's been talked about because I didn't have enough time to actually watch the videos. Uh, everything that's been announced at the keynote is been something that I'm like, okay, and, and my and hasn't been answered. So let's go through this list quickly. Destiny 2 is free to all Battle.net users until November 18th, which means I wasted $80 last year. So that feels good, man. But, I mean, people should check that out if you want to. It makes sense that they would do this considering their expansion that people are talking about and want is another full-priced release, essentially. So why not give the base thing for free at this point, I suppose? There you go. You can get it for free. Uh... This one's a little bit interesting to nerds like me who care about this sort of stuff. Heroes of the Storm's new hero is the first original hero from Heroes of the Storm in that it was made for this game and not brought from one of the other Blizzard products into this game. So she is the first Heroes of the Storm original named Orphea. Orphea? Uh, I'm going to say Orphea because that sounds less gross than Orphea. Um... She seems like an assassin character that deals a lot with, like, skill shots and stuff for people that care about MOBAs. And she looks interesting, but nothing I cared too much about, frankly. Uh, StarCraft's only announcement so far has been new co-op commander. Zeratul has been announced, which sounds cool, I guess. Those co-op commander stuff are fun. And this is just more of that that you can buy for like eight bucks or 12 or whatever the hell they sell them for I don't even remember at this point but that's a fun thing to do with a buddy and yeah that seems interesting Wow classic is going to release next year it's going to be free as long as you have a wow subscription so people that do have a wow subscription by that point which will be probably nobody unless they add more to that fucking game uh, we'll get that classic for free. So there you go. You can play the old WoW the way it was meant to be played by giving your life to it. Mm. New, ooh, new Overwatch hero. Disappointed me. Her name is Ash. Really? <laughs> she is 
a cool looking character with a gun and throws dynamite and nothing else. What about Jeez. Bob? Oh, yeah, Bob looked okay. Ashen Bob, Bob. I'm assuming Bob is her alt or something like that. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. I didn't think she looked that impressive to me. I, I caught uh, like some random messages from people who've been watching all the BlizzCon streams, and I the only thing I saw that was of note was like, wait, Bob can get nano boosted? <laughs> and that does seem a little busted to me. That seems interesting for sure. Here's the thing, is that Ash makes sense in this game as just another solid, mechanically good shooter character. Mm. Makes sense. Coming from Wrecking Ball, this is a letdown because Wrecking Ball was more of an announcement character. That's just a weird, dumb mechanic. But whatever. It is what it is. I, I, guess, I guess I was I, just expecting I, more. I guess I see what you mean. But, like, I, I'm a sucker for Jennifer Hale. So uh, Oh, sure. So Jennifer heard, Hale and her, her voicing it, I was like, great. done. Jennifer and, Hale, the character design's good. And, like, in that universe, she'll be part of, like, great comics and, like, shorts and stuff like that. I just I, mean, I also like the fact that she, she can, like, rocket jump with her shotgun and stuff like that. Like, she's got cool ideas. I mean, she has solid shooter ideas, but they're yeah. not interesting to me. Yeah, that's fair. It's basically the way that I would have done this. Not that it matters because I'm a fucking nobody on the internet. Uh, I would have made Ash the character that came out because she's just a looks like a solid good shooting character, and then I would have made Wrecking Ball like if I had the option the announcement because Wrecking Ball is a weird stupid thing. I think <laughs> the problem is like they knew people were gonna be pissed at the addition of, of Wrecking yeah. Ball. Yeah. So that was probably like, all right, fine. <laughs> well, well, here's a normal human because you're gonna be upset about it otherwise. Yeah. I think she's a good addition. I'm just not impressed is the my thing about it. Uh, what I'm also not impressed by is that Lucio O's isn't just called <laughs> Lucio's, and it bugs the hell out of me, but it's coming out in December. But that's what so. they're called in the, in the universe, though, aren't they? It's so... Yeah, it's wrong. It should be Lucio's. <laughs> it bugs me so much. Lucio O's. Uh, that's a cereal you can buy and, like... Taste sugary cardboard, I suppose, if you want. <laughs> that seems like it's probably going to be gross, but apparently it's going to be in stores in December. And according to this article here, anyways, it's going to have, like, possibly in a code for, like, in-game stuff, which pisses me off, because we're probably not going to be able to find that shit anywhere. I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, Warcraft 3 HD remaster is releasing next year. That's the news because we've known Warcraft 3 Remaster has been being worked on for the last like five years. So it's the news is that it's coming out next year and that's fine. But I, yeah, I don't care. Uh, new Hearthstone expansion looks cool. Rossicon's Rumble coming out December 4th. Going to add more cards to that game that I'm already way behind on and will have to spend, I think, literally about $250 to $300 American to catch up on if I wanted to which means it's never going to happen. Uh, Troll-based expansion going to have a new keyword called Overkill, which will give you rewards based on that enemy or whatever killing an enemy, but more health or doing more damage than they have health or whatever. Uh, and I guess the big thing is for Diablo, for the longest time before last week when they sent out an email cut saying to the contrary i was saying to myself they have to show something for diablo diablo 4 has to be coming out or at least like 
at least something, right? Like, they have to be, say, maybe uh, HD remake of Diablo 2, or the very minimum, a new class or hero. What we got is Diablo Immortal, which is a mobile game, which is kind of fitting, I suppose, because for the longest time, Chinese uh, game developers have been making knockoff Diablo games for mobile and trying to steal that audience, and now Blizzard is knocking off their knockoff games with their own official Diablo knockoff <laughs> on mobile. So, the circle of life continues, my friends. The circle of life continues. Basically, this has been an off year, as they call it in BlizzCon stuff, and while that's fine, I'm just disappointed that Diablo still gets shafted, and I but can't... Hey, hmm? But hey, it came out on Switch today. Yes, that's kind of exciting. Like, Apparently, it's actually a good port. I'm sure it is because it has uh, what's it called in it? It has Ganondorf. <laughs> so <laughs> that was it. It's, that was the tipping point. It's probably the best port. Uh, no, I heard the PS4 version was really good too. So, I believe it. I believe that game probably plays very, very well on console. I just, I thought to myself, like they have to at least show. I don't know, a new class or something for Diablo 3, at least. Like, give me something, and they didn't. And I'm really, really sad, because Diablo continues and still will always be my favorite franchise of Blizzard, because that's the one that, like, I have nostalgia for that really got me into PC gaming, even, in general. And it just continuously gets shit on, and in turn, I as well take the shit <laughs> from it. But, yeah. Anyways, that is it for news for this week. So now we can move on to questions. Alright. As I mark down timestamps, like we used to back in the old days, in the old country. In the old Pen country. Pen and paper. The old country Pen. of podcast. <laughs> exactly. If you want to write in, topdownperspectivegmail.com is the best way to do it. Or go to our Discord and become a member there, and there is a little channel you can put your questions in, which we grab from regularly as well. Or you can just tweet us at TDP Podcast, or write in to John's P.O. Box, or Facebook.com slash Shopdown Perspective if you're really old-fashioned. I'll take the first question here from Mage, asking a question about DLC. What paid DLC is always worth it in your opinion and what dlc is never worth it Ooh, um expansion packs <clears throat> always worth it or not or like never most, worth it always i'd say always worth it or close to always yeah i agree because if you're gonna the idea is is that if you're gonna buy the expansion pack it's because you already like the base game and you're gonna get more content so it's probably always worth it in that case. Never worth it for me. And this isn't to say that I don't do it, but never worth it is uh, aesthetic Cost stuff. Skins, yes, costume costumes. packs, yeah. Yep, every time. Because it is literally just color changes and pixels that you are giving real life money to. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely the answer for me as well. 
Uh, next question comes from VGC Kenny. Question about a habit of Sean's, although he's not going to be here, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> Number one, when Sean says he doesn't replay games, why do you think that we as listeners antagonize him for it? Because he seems so <laughs> stubborn about it. That's honestly why. Yeah, it's... This is a thing that, like, is an internet thing first and foremost, but it's also a friend thing where, like, you just jab at each other a little bit to, like, yeah. test each other. And um, he plays into it is the thing. <laughs> if he, <laughs> he didn't, sure nobody would. Yeah. Uh, also, because he's objectively wrong and has bad opinions, so you should make sure to keep doing that, <laughs> to keep bugging him about replaying old games. Question two, and I can, having glanced at this one, I already have a good retort for this. Uh, I okay. noticed that whenever Sean goes Black Friday shopping and posts his haul, oftentimes we will see a movie he's seen in theaters in there. Why do you rewatch movies but not replay games? And just because I acknowledge the strange behavior doesn't mean I'm going to stop unless Sean <clears throat> asks me to. Movies are shorter and don't require you to con- pay attention to them all the time or control them. You can do other things while watching a movie. Like, Sean admits totally. numerous times he'll just background watch movies. That's how I watch most of the, like, even stuff the first time through, that's how I watch a lot of stuff, frankly. Yeah. Uh, no, you're totally right. It's a completely different experience, and you don't have to focus on anything. It's just there. Yeah. You're just watching. So I'll, ne- I'll never give Sean crap for that. It makes sense. Agreed. I suppose I can ask a sincere question as well. How do you guys find new music to you, anyways, to listen to? Um, just sur- listen to the radio, surf the internet, ask people. That's about it. I feel bad because I kind of don't. I stick to my lane and don't usually tread out of it. Like the actual answer is that if I'm feeling frisky, I'll just like have a. I have a Spotify playlist. And when that runs out, it'll just start playing music that's similar to those songs. And, like, I usually just go based on that. And then if I really like something, I'll, like, back it up and see the name and check out that artist. But otherwise, before that, it used to be uh, I would find an artist I like, and then I would go onto Wikipedia, look up everything they've ever done, listen to all that to see if there was something that I found interesting in there, and then people they've worked with, and then just kind of, like, spiderwebbed on there. Then it became by friends' recommendations, and now it's by whatever algorithm, hmm? the program I whatever use the the mainframe does. thinks I should be listening to right now. Because the mainframe kind of does that, right? It's like the mainframe is kind of like you're listening to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like Queens of the Stone Age, and it's like Josh Homme has also worked with this guy on this project, so then you'll check that out, and then it'll like force you on to like something they've done and. It kind of does the same thing I used to do, just automatically, and I kind of enjoy that. Okay, Rasterman7 says, kind of a personal question. You can skip it if you desire. Oh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. How hard was it the first time you asked someone out on a date, if ever? I've been trying to ask a friend I've known for quite a while of for months. I've been stuffed with university work in the sort, leaving little to no time to do so. My other friends told me the fact that I'm picturing different scenarios and fearing the outcomes that it's probably related to the fact that I've never done it before and that it's better to do something quick in order to get some sort of feedback. What's your opinion on the matter? By the way, I'm not asking about the details, rather the experience in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was definitely not easy. 
It sucks, dude. You yeah. have to get used to the idea that you are going to be turned down forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's real bad. But then you don't give a shit <laughs> at a point. After a while, you're just like, fuck it. It's just worth trying at this point. Yeah. And then usually by that time, you're also at that point. You also kind of know when, if it will actually succeed or not. Or you at least have an inkling for it. Mm. Uh, but then uh, you have to get you get to go through it all over again when you finally decide to propose to that person. <laughs> just yeah. just throwing that one out there. Yeah, wonderful. So that sounds fun. Um, to do with your situation, if I might be so bold, uh, if you are going to ask out your friend, be prepared to lose that friendship because that could get awkward depending yeah. on how that goes. And if that's worth it to you, because. It- it depends. It, yeah, and it also depends yeah. on the person. Yeah. It could. Just weigh, weigh the cons, is what I'm saying. If that friendship's important to you, go elsewhere, man. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Trust me, I've been rejected by a lot of them. <laughs> so maybe they'll maybe they'll say yes to you. Uh, P.S. The reason I asked about the birthday cake question that you weren't able to answer last week was because I was going to ki- cook a cake for my birthday and wanted some opinion on the flavor people usually prefer. I finally decided on apple pie and cu- tried and other couple of tries it was done and people seem to like it so it's all good. So the reason we didn't pull this last week is cuz Sean and I legitimately didn't know flavors of birthday cake since birthday cake is kind of its own like What? flavor? What no? Like, no, there's cause... like vanilla, chocolate, devil's food, red velvet. Yeah, those are types of cakes. Yeah, that's that's all a birthday cake is. It's just those with yeah. icing and it's birthday themed. That's literally it. Yeah, birthday cakes usually have like shit on it, don't they? Like you mean icing? <laughs> like a f- birthday birthday cake is like a flavor you can buy of shit that has like I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like a sugar. Bur- birthday cake flavored things are just vanilla cake with a lot of icing and some sprinkles. That's all birthday cake flavor is. But an actual birthday cake can be any flavor of cake you want it to be. It's your birthday. It's your demand. You can be ice cream. Who the fuck cares? Why are you cooking your own cake? That Actually, that's a much better question. <laughs> and why did you co- decide on an apple pie? <laughs> Oh my god, this question just keeps giving. Holy There's so shit. many layers maybe here. Should, maybe we should have had, like, a cake. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that you and people enjoyed it. Uh, like, I guess I would just do probably, like, vanilla or chocolate. Whatever came in a box. If Especially, yo, if I was cooking my own cake or whatever, or baking my own cake, I don't know why I keep saying cook because that's, like, the wrong word to use there. If I was going to bake my own, I would probably just buy it, frankly. (laughs) I probably wouldn't put in the work for it. And then I'd be that sad person that bought and ate his own birthday cake sitting in the dark at home alone without any friends. So, yeah, that's my, that's what I would do. You got the last question? All right, next one and last one actually comes from Sir Chasm. Who is your favorite classical music composer if you have one? Extra credit if there's one piece of music from them that you're especially fond of. Beethoven, 100%. I did, more than anything, I just like kind of the story of like the tragedy 
of a great composer losing his hearing and then writing one of the most classical, like, best pieces of music ever written after he was deaf. That's that's so, like, sad and, like, beautiful in its own regard. Yeah, I gotta go with Beethoven as well. Uh, the funny thing was, when anyone ever brings up classical music, Moonlight Sonata immediately pops in my head. So I was sure. like, can't be cliche with Beethoven. No, I have to be. Yeah, it's just too good of a story. It's like a superhero origin, essentially. Or like the origin, <laughs> the origin of a villain, maybe. <laughs> the, <laughs> losing your hearing when you're a musician like, is like the beginnings of taking over the world to make sure nobody hears music ever again or something. Uh, but like Mozart was probably like legitimately one of the best ones, I guess. I don't know. And extra credit, if there's a piece of music from them you're especially fond of, I mean, his ninth symphony, there's a reason why it's a classic. It's like one of the best pieces of music ever written as like, lame as that answer might be also moonlight sonata as you brought up is just real good that's just a good piece of music as well okay i think that's it so what is oh yeah thanks for writing in everybody top down perspective at gmail.com tdp podcast on twitter facebook.com slash top down perspective john's p.o box what is your game of the week uh, you can do two if you want it's been two a, weeks that's a tough list it, uh, even then it's still a little tougher uh, Deltarune mm. and Killer Puzzle Friday 13th as much as I don't want to I'm going to say Call of Cthulhu because mm. I've played more of it So, okay uh, thanks for listening we are going to do the TDP Plus thing of minute so for, T- for Patreon backers you'll be getting that in your feed at some point during the weekend or more likely monday morning and i don't know if we announced this because sean didn't put it in the notes but the quiet man is november's tdb plus game so thank you and i think for choosing that and we'll be talking about that beautiful disaster because it looks like garbage and just as a side note i tried loading it last night and it barely loaded at Mm -hmm. all because it kept crashing when i tried to start it so yeah we're off to a good start with that um other than that all three of us should be back next week as far as i know and yeah that is it for us for right now so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week bye everybody bye